Hello and welcome to another episode of Second Hand Stories. This is a place where I tell you stories. What kind? Well, histories, mysteries and unbelievable stories. As you can tell from the low lighting in my uh camera, this is going to be very much an episode filled with unbelievable stories. They are uh stories and folk tales that we have found from across the country and they are very particular stories and folk tales. because they deal with spirits and ghosts now just a quick disclaimer in case you are easily frightened then now would be a time to switch this off in case you are watching this alone in a dark room maybe you should look for company or maybe you will find company Our first story begins in Assam and it starts with two boys who are near a pond. This pond is near their village. It's a pretty large pond and they're standing on the edge of it because one of their mothers had told them that they shouldn't venture too far out into this pond. But the two boys are rebellious and they're excited and they're in no mood to pay heed to their mother's warning. And so they jump into the pond and they're having a great time that's when one of the boys decides that he wants to go to swim further out he wants to go out into the middle of the pond his friend is slightly nervous he doesn't want his friend to go out into the middle of the pond because he remembers that his mother had told them to avoid this he tries convincing his friend but his friend doesn't listen and his friend starts swimming out towards the middle of the pond now as he watches his friend drift away from him something odd starts happening in the atmosphere suddenly it feels to this boy as if a mist has descended over this pond it happens almost instantly and as he looks around him he can see that there is this gray curtain and his friend has gone beyond it he tries calling out to his friend but he gets no response he can't even hear any splashing and then suddenly he hears his friend screaming he's screaming for help now the boy decides that he's going to try to reach his friend he starts swimming in the direction that his friend went and as he starts cutting through the water piercing this very heavy mist he sees his friend he's lying face down in the water and over the body of his friend he sees a shadowy figure this figure is tall it's lean it's gangly and it's hunched over the body of this boy who has now stopped moving this figure has long spindly fingers that look clammy and they've gripped the boy the hair of this creature is long and matted and it falls in clumps and this wet 
clumpy hair is lying on top of the boy now his friend sees this and he's he can't breathe he's shocked he panics he screams and he starts paddling furiously away from this creature and his now deceased friend he manages to paddle back to the shore and gets up and runs towards the village he's already screaming screaming for help he gets to the village he somehow through the gasps and the terror he is able to tell the elders what's happened a group of people immediately rush to the pond and at the pond they see that there is no mist there is no creature and more tragically there is no body the only thing that hangs in the air is the smell of rotten fish now what the boy had seen was a creature called the bak the bak is a creature from assamese folklore it's described as tall lean gangly with these long spindly fingers and clumps of wet hair it is said that it lives in these water bodies in ponds and abandoned temple tanks now in these water bodies it usually looks for fish but it will also get energy from human corpses now some of these corpses that it draws its energy from are the corpses of people who have drowned in these water bodies but other times the bark is not afraid of killing a person to draw energy from their dead body now the bark also has something odd on him or on it it carries a pouch this pouch is made of black fish net and some people describe it as fish net others say that it's got this otherworldly material and it carries this little pouch now what is in the pouch nobody knows but it is said that if you want to counter the bark then you must take this pouch from it once you have taken the pouch the bark will be under your control but it will always try to take this pouch back from you and the day it does then you better hope that god is on your side the other thing about the bark is that its presence is marked by this mist that descends on these water bodies and people often smell this rotten fish smell when it's around so if you smell this avoid wading into the water Our next story takes place in West Bengal and there's a train passing through Bengal and on this train is a man. Now this man is sitting alone in this compartment and he's reading a newspaper. He's going through the news of the day and he's content and it's peaceful in this gently rocking train. Now as he's reading the newspaper suddenly 
he feels something odd like he feels like something has changed in this compartment now the newspapers in front of his eyes blocking his vision but something compels him to take the paper down and as he does he sees that in front of him suddenly there is a man in this compartment and it's not a regular man because the odd thing about this man is that he's missing a head now you can imagine how shocked he is the newspaper falls from his hands and it is at that very moment that the train enters a tunnel suddenly the whole compartment is thrown into darkness the man can't see a single thing he knows that there is something in front of him there is a headless man and suddenly he feels a touch it's an icy touch a touch that's not human a touch that's very different from anything he has ever experienced and then suddenly the train screams out of the tunnel light floods the compartment and the man gasping his heart beating suddenly realizes that there's no one in the compartment with him what this man had seen is a ghost known in bengali folklore as the skondokata a skondokata is a headless ghost now people say that these uh, ghosts are the spirits of people who have died in railway accidents and often times people in trains can spot them beside the tracks looking for their heads and those are the lucky ones because the unlucky ones happen to see them inside the train now there was a 19th century writer called lal bihari de and he had written about these ghosts and he said that these ghosts are vengeful spirits and they look for people they can enslave so that they can put them in the service of finding their heads they are found in swampy areas and boggy areas and when they find you you are always instantly put into their spell and these people disappear so that is the skondokata Our next spirit comes from Mizoram, and very specifically from uh, a, a tribe that lives in the southeast of Mizoram called the Mara. Now, the Mara people have a spirit called the Amo. The Amo is a jealousy demon. It's almost like a vampire uh, or a demon that feeds on human jealousy. Now, the Amo is said to inhabit a human form but it is very much linked to our previous spirit the skondokata in one particular way which is that the amo's head comes off the amo is known to duplicate its heads it can create up to 10 heads and these heads go rolling off the body 
in the night these heads will prowl the kitchens and the areas around the body looking for flesh here's what happens when the armor strikes in a particular area if the armor has seen you and it it has latched onto you as its victim you will be struck by a severe stomach pain now this pain is so intense that some people have been noted to die of it now the other thing about the armor is that the head can detach itself and roll on the floor but some people say that it can also fly through the air the craziest thing about the armor is that some people say that this head can transform itself into a flickering flame that is seen disembodied in the sky now the origin story of the armor is a very particular story that the mara retell to every generation the story is that there was a mara family that had befriended a man from the east now this man used to come to the village frequently and the villagers realized that every single time this man appeared in the village mishap and misfortune would follow as this man would appear suddenly men and women in the village would start dying not just men and women but also livestock it's then that the villagers made the connection that these deaths always occurred when this man arrived in the village so one night they decided to confront him they burst open his door and inside they found the man's body without his head the head had gone prowling for food now the villagers were able to catch this head capture it and confine it the way to kill the armor is that you confine this head and stop it from reattaching itself to the body until sunrise and if you do that then the host body and the heads die now the villagers were able to do this to this man they were able to stop his head from reattaching to the body and when they did it the head and the host body died now the villagers took the body and the head and they threw it in a stream but there was a catfish that feasted on this dead body and then a pheasant came a pheasant is a bird that came and started feasting on the worms that were eating the corpse and through these two animals the armor transferred to them now these animals were eventually caught and eaten by the mara and when that happened the spirit found its way back into the community Our next story comes to us from Kerala. This particularly comes to us from Vayanad. In Vayanad there is a pass. It's called the Thamaraseri Pass. Now this is a a a, a very winding road. It's a 12 km stretch that has nine hairpin bends. It's treacherous and it's high up. It's on a it's on a altitude and it's very 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 scary to navigate now when you travel from kodikode 
to Vinard along the way you will pass uh, a little town called Lakidi now in Lakidi there is a very odd attraction at Lakidi you will find a tree now this is no ordinary tree now this tree from its branches descends a thick steel chain this chain falls across the tree and it's a very odd sight to behold and our next story is about why this tree has these chains hanging from it our story begins in the 1700s it's the middle of the 1700s and the british have arrived in kodikod back then it was known as calicut and they have found vyanad and there's lots of spices to be found and they've been transporting spices from vyanad to kodikod now this is a very long and arduous process because the route that they have found is very long and arduous they want to find a better route between these two cities but try as they might they just can't find it it's at this point that the british viceroy decides to give a big reward to a person who can find a more efficient route between kodikod and vyanad now a lot of people start trying to find this route because of this bounty that is at stake and it is one particular british engineer who makes a breakthrough but it's not a breakthrough he makes alone this british engineer happens to come across a man now this man is a chief of a tribe and his name is karinthandan he meets karinthandan and he tells him his particular problem he's looking for a route from kodikod to vyanad and karinthandan happens to know just the route this route passes through thamaraseri mountain pass and karinthandan very magnanimously helps this britisher find this route and takes him across it now at the end of the route you would imagine that karinthandan would be rewarded for his service but instead the british engineer takes him to a hilltop pulls out a gun and shoots him dead the reason he shot him dead was because he was afraid that karinthandan would take credit for the discovery and then he would have to split the bounty karinthandan was killed and the engineer went and showed this route to the british and eventually a Uh, a mountain pass was made now the traders that took this route they started reporting strange sightings and they would hear screaming that would suddenly pop up and it would lead to fatal accidents taking place along this route the accidents got so frequent that it became a widespread rumor that karinthandan's soul had started haunting the route now because of this the british couldn't get traders to cross this route and which is why they reached out to a witch doctor and they said could you help us now the witch doctor arrives he realizes that karinthandan is indeed causing these problems and what he does is that he is able to trap karinthandan's soul into a tree this is the tree that you see at lakidi he traps this soul into the tree using these heavy steel chains Now the odd thing about this whole story is that eventually the tree 
began growing and the truly odd thing is that the chains seemed to grow with it now this tree and these chains can still be seen today and has become a major tourist attraction in fact karinthandan has become known as one of the martyrs uh, a person who was unfairly killed by the british and he's revered today so in case you are traveling from kodikode to wayanad make sure you stop at lakidi and pay your respects to karinthandan Now our next story takes place in UP. Now in the early 2000s suddenly hospitals in UP began filling up with victims. Now the people who came into these hospitals they came in with slashes across their face. There were a lot of people who were suddenly showing up and doctors didn't know what to make of it. It looked like something or someone had tried to scratch their face off. when they spoke to these patients the patients remembered very little about what happened just before and right after this incident they barely remembered the incident itself when they asked them what could be causing it a lot of the patients said the same thing they said this was the doing of the moonochwa the moonochwa translates to the face scratcher Now the patients came in with these strange and inexplicable injuries and when the doctors tried to ask them what the moonochwa looked like oddly enough they gave varying descriptions of the thing some of them said that it looked like a hawk others said it looked like a creature which had soulless eyes and others said that it looked like a flying object like a light emitting flying object they couldn't nail down what this moonochwa was but it was clearly something that was causing widespread panic in fact the panic was so much that there were many districts where the police forces had created special teams that would patrol the entire night looking for this moonochwa now the fear was intense people were truly truly afraid there were reports that two boys had fallen off a terrace because they were afraid that they had seen the moonochwa in another incident a man had beaten up his father in the middle of the night mistaking him for the moonochwa and in another tragic incident a man was asleep when he suddenly felt something grazing his face he attacked whatever it was in front of him and only later realized that he had ended up killing his dog which was licking his face mistaking it for the moonochwa one of the most credible ideas that came forward was that there was no moonochwa this was a mass hysteria case a mass psychosis that had spread through the population uh, almost a fear of the mind that had taken hold of the people and these injuries 
that were being described well a lot of physicians said that they looked like they were self inflicted they were self inflicted and oddly enough the people who suffered them seemed to have no memory of them and if you ask me that's far scarier than any creature that could have possibly done them So these are the five spirits and ghosts from folk tales and stories from across India. Uh, I hope you enjoyed them. If you know of any other such ghosts and folk stories from your state uh, or your area, please uh, write them in the comments, and hopefully we'll do this again and we'll cover some new ones from the other states that are there in the country. Um, now, just another disclaimer: Do I believe in ghosts? No. but would i like to see one yes so these are uh, just things that we found across the country and it's fascinating that so many of us believe in these stories and across the country no matter where you go you will always find some version of the supernatural and the paranormal and here's a small selection now as usual this episode 2 is brought to you by my career and on 4th june which is saturday i'm going to be recording two shows in thane so if you happen to live in thane then come out for these shows i'm performing alongside puneet panya and ronak rajani so it's going to be a great night and hopefully we'll get some stuff to put on this channel uh now apart from that every single episode of second hand stories is recorded in front of a live audience if you'd like to be a part of this live audience then make sure that you hit the join button and become a member of the channel it supports the channel and it also is a great time so come by for these live sessions and uh, i will see you soon until next time take care and bye bye